It's time for us to share what hit us in the jellies the best last year. That's right, what we liked the most in 2019. That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. Everybody, I'm here with Joel Hawkeye's haircut, Cunningham. Really? No. no. Okay, I was like, man. (laughs) I'm a sucker for alliteration. Oh, I gotcha. I'm like, when I do get it freshly cut, there's a slight similarity of style not like, really i mean really. i don't even go near, yeah, near that's the like, spike thing that's more of like about. a really solid like faux hawk kind yeah. of thing yeah i'd have yeah. to keep the sides coming upward for another like two or three inches on each side <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i shave it so. something yeah anyways i'm here with matt abc hey oh hey because we've got the uh Michael? upcoming well yeah but certain series potentially coming yeah. out that you're excited about okay yeah totally alphabet thing. yes <laughs> it's great, yeah. No, I, we were talking earlier about um, the Alphabet Squadron Star yeah. Wars book. That apparently, they're making it into a trilogy, which I'm excited about. I just yeah. finished the first one, so bring it on. Anyways, <laughs> um, so everybody, thank you for tuning in to the show. Again, this is The Real Review, where we are somewhat goofy at times, as you can already see, mm-hmm. but also serious sometimes, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goofy and serious c- together... Yeah. Kind of fun. Anyways, yeah. um, to give you a quick breakdown of how the show typically works is we uh, we kind of fall on different ends of the spectrum. Joel's maybe a little bit more um, uh, critical, analytical, yeah. pessimistic at times. How dare um, you, man? <laughs> and then I might be more on the uh, fan side of things where I'm just a little bit more uh, engaged into the emotional element of it, willing to overlook some of the other de- finer details. Mm. Um, and you know, be more optimistic in a situation that maybe doesn't even warrant optimism. <laughs> I've so, seen things, man. Yes. I've, I've seen, seen dark things. I've seen dark things. It's, it's really colored thing. my life. <laughs> exactly. Anyways. <laughs> um, so we kind of bring those perspectives together for you to bring what we then lovingly call a real review. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is how that works. But Joel, before we get into these, uh, th- to our top 10 list yeah. uh, of our, our favorite films of 2019, mm-hmm. why don't you give the people ways to get connected with us? All right, I can do that. Get the people going. Yes. Let them know some info. Uh, we've got our website, which is realviewmedia.com. As always, you can get connected there. We have a, our, we're kind of cross-platforming our content onto realviewmedia.com, so it's a great place to get started uh, if you're new to the podcast. Additionally, we have our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash real review media, and then uh, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at real review media. Uh, and we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on these films. As Matt mentioned, we're talking about the top 10. So there is a lot we're going to be getting through, and we'd love to hear maybe, hey, you want to share your top 10? Uh, you can shoot us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Totally. To yeah. Totally. That's good. So uh, we are going to get into this, and mm-hmm. I want to throw out a couple of uh, caveats or asterisks <laughs> or something like that. Disclaimers, whatever. Yeah. You so call we are going to break down the top ten, our favorite top ten films of this past year. Mm-hmm. And I will say this: I know that you haven't either, but I have not had a chance to see all of the movies. I saw them all. Man. Yes. Every so one of them. So for example, <laughs> for example, nineteen seventeen is technically a 
2019 film. Yeah, it had a limited release. Limited release, and it yeah. came out wide this yeah. last weekend. I have did not... for their trying to get the Oscar. Run. Right. Yep. There are several movies like that, to be honest, and I have not had a chance to see all of them. Yeah. Um, and so I would like to right now reserve the right to, in the future at any time, change my top 10 list. I because if I see 1917 and the people that I have full trust in that are friends of mine that have seen it already <laughs> are telling me it's amazing um i want to be able to throw that in the list or any other movie that i haven't seen yet that kind of a thing does That's that fine. make sense yeah it makes sense totally. we'll just hold off on that official seal of approval top 10. yeah the top 10 we'll, we'll meet again next that. year and see if yeah. it really stayed true exactly yeah we'll start doing we'll start doing repast years yeah Tops. Well, actually, in 2013, yeah. my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So, so, yeah. Anyways. All right. Cool. So now we're all on the same page. Or Let's start. We'll do our or. top 10 top ten lists that we did. Our Over favorite top decade. 10 lists. Yeah. We can talk about each one and how it's... This, wow. <laughs> yeah. Can we give another disclaimer real quick, too? Yes. Do it. Uh, these are just films that we personally enjoy. So we understand that not everybody on this listening to the podcast is going to say, hey, that's my favorite film in mm -hmm. that order. Uh, maybe your favorite film didn't even make the list. Right. So just don't take it personally. Right. Uh, these are the films that we personally, I'd say even for me, which is a bit of a stretch, but it's yeah. absolutely the case. This is just films that emotionally had the most uh, positive experience right. from. You know, yeah. so it's not even that they're like the best rated films or anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And I totally get that as well, because I think with me being the more fan perspective side of things, I tend to go with movies that I think have a lot of uh, repeat watchability. Yeah. Um, something that made me feel good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of me. like depressing <laughs> stories probably won't be on my list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what was this overall best? It doesn't have, they could absolutely be. Maybe not even the worst or not the best well put together films. Yeah. They just might have hit me more emotionally in the right way. Get you in the jellies. Anyways, in the jellies. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So let's dive in. And so we're going to start at 10 and we're going to count ourselves down. Do you want to do any honorables? Uh, any honorables? I have a couple honorables if it's okay. Okay. I have a couple of honorable mentions. Yeah, I, I'll just throw three of them out there real quick. Sure. Does that work? It. Yeah, go for it. Okay. I want to throw out there Ready or Not, mm -hmm. Us, and Little Women. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, Ready or Not was a very, it was a big surprise. I like the, I like genre films and thriller, horror, that kind of a thing. And it was so surprising at the end. I like left with my, like my jaw was like fell open yep. <laughs> at the end of that movie. <laughs> I was like, wow, I cannot believe that just happened. And I really enjoyed that. Um, Us, I felt in a similar way. I liked Get Out better, mm -hmm. but it's such a high concept, like crazy, like yeah. baffling. I just, I like, weird stuff like that yeah um little women i found to be rather inspiring when i didn't expect it to be mm -hmm. um so i really enjoyed that i enjoyed the acting i enjoyed the lightheartedness between the con and the camaraderie between all the uh actors actresses and i thought that was great yeah so yeah cool for me um similar us made the list of honorable mentions i think um similar i like to get out better but this one was um good enough to be really high up there yeah. and it, i loved that they really took a different type of chance with this film yeah even from the get-go you're watching and you're like where are they going to start going down these hollywood lines of yeah. this happens and this happens and it never really does that yeah and it constantly is kind of making you go like now what is in the world is happening yes <laughs> um, it's bonkers yeah so i really enjoyed it i think it just didn't leave me with the same um rewatchable kind of enjoyment that i got from get out right um shazam was another one actually That's for me right. yeah, yeah. Uh, i liked that a lot more than i thought i was going to yeah. i think it was honestly just a combination of 
the the way they put um sort of the origin story together and the humor of it. Uh, yeah. It was a lot funnier than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just had a simple rewatchability. It was kind of DC on their best game. Mm-hmm. It was them just kind of like letting a director, you know, take something in a fun way. Uh, and I'm excited to see the sequel. Yeah. You know? It's awesome. Uh, and then again, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Yes, that um, was a good flick. This one, I, I had to put on here mainly because three films and all of them in their own way are pretty great. A second one was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all kind of hit in their own way. This leads to a very lasting, touching, you know, kind of conclusion of the story of Toothless and uh, Hiccup. And it, I started even from this reading the books, even from mm-hmm. the last film, just to see like, you know, how closely, and they're not the same at all. Right. But, you know, if a, if a series of films can inspire me to read a series of books, then it's got to be pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, My kids read that. <laughs> read those books yeah, they're too. silly. They're yeah, really yeah, yeah. good. They're completely just, you know, I read them in like- Off the wall. They have crazy and like illustrations and, and stuff too. Yeah. And they're really goofy, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And overall, I was very glad to see that they did a satisfying conclusion. It's a solid trilogy. Trilogy. Yep. Yep. Cool. For sure. That's it for me. Right on. So let's dive into our top 10. Let's start off with 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right, so my <laughs> my my number ten is probably going to be surprising to some, but surprising to none. That doesn't make any sense. No, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it doesn't, Matt. Yeah. It doesn't have to. Okay. So, anyways, my number ten is the movie Crawl. Okay. Um, it's really simple. Hurricane, alligators attacking people. It was fun, tense, terrifying. It was like em- embodiment of what I like to go to the movie theater for. Yeah, and I was. It was just super exciting. Yeah, and crazy, bonkers, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, if that stuff is something that I have, f- um, if those two words, crazy and bonkers, are in the description of a movie that I see that I had fun time in, it's great. <laughs> so, um, I did really enjoy that movie. It's not going to be the most, uh, the best on the production side, but I thought it was solid acting. I thought it was solid, fun, tense moments, and everything I needed to have a thrill ride at mm. theater. It was good. Yeah. So, and as far as it, monster flakes, that's always been yes, your, monsters and your apocalyptic stuff. All that yeah. stuff's my favorite. I yeah. love that. So cool. Uh, well, I have a very different number ten. <laughs> so we're going already in a great direction here, Matt. Uh, Come my, on. Number ten is Toy Story four. Right on. <laughs> About as different like, as it's you tense. Can. Yeah. And terrifying. <laughs> this one deals with death. I mean, it deals more with uh, meaning and purpose. I think, honestly, you know, no jokes, no joking. As joking aside, joking aside yeah. yeah uh, that was really what elevated this film to more than just a flat-out cash grab sequel for me. Um, they had the ability with this fourth one to come in and answer a question that I had personally actually had said to numerous people, where is Bo Peep? Like numerous times yeah. I had said that to people and was confused as to what happened to her. Uh, so present that in a compelling way, but then additionally uh, make the film feel like it could stand on its own feet, its own legs, that it, it fit within the Toy Story universe and that it had a natural progression of where the story was going to go with the yeah. toys. I think every single one of the three films has always dealt with this idea of like, well, the, you know, they're toys with an owner and what are they going to do when they're no longer found relevant by their owner? Right. You know, when they age yeah. out or a better toy comes along. And this one kind of puts everything in this realm of like, well, there's a story beyond that. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was very good and very nice and had a, 
a kind of a bittersweet taste at mm-hmm. the end, but more sweet and nice and knowing that like, hey, they're going to continue on yeah. in their adventures and, and live a good life in their own way. And Forky. And Forky. Yes. Yeah. And who can forget Forky? Yeah. So, and, and the enjoyment too, I think part of it too for us was, mm-hmm. you know, we went to see a sneak preview and we got to see this like way in advance. And you the, did. The I didn't get to see that, that one. I, Yeah. I meant, yeah. sorry, we, not us too. Yes. Me and a couple other people. And I, I tried to invite you, I think. But I know. I couldn't, couldn't make couldn't it. couldn't go. Yeah. yeah. But uh, seeing that in advance kind of also had a lot of fun to it. That's cool. So, yeah. There you go. Number 10, That's Toy awesome. Story 4. Not at all like yours. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, let's go with number nine for me. And there's a lot of history with this next one. But my number nine is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And I want to throw that in the mix mainly because uh, of the way I felt concluding... Uh, what they're saying is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga over nine films. Um, obviously, that could change at any point in time. Yeah. But um, I think, I think for me, it was it was a good enough ending to the thing, but had enough excitement and a, a couple of really really great moments. That I was really really excited for, and there was so much hype going into it. And I I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait to see me being like the Star Wars canon junkie with all the books and uh, ancillary um, uh, material. I I can't wait to see what's next and what comes from this. There's so many questions I have. The novelization of this comes out in a couple months and I'm excited to read that because that's where I get all the gaps where maybe my questions were left unanswered in the film. They're usually answered in the books. So that's where I'm hoping to get some and I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I might actually read the book um, I like the film enough, but I feel like there was so many unanswered questions because yeah. they should have done two films. They should have, yeah. That I might actually what, read. And the I book did read that, that where Chris Terrio said he wished they would have done the two films. I didn't. Right? I read that after the fact. After yeah, yeah, as soon as you, as soon as I heard that, I yeah. was like, why didn't you? I oh know. my goodness, yeah. <laughs> um, but cool. Yeah, for sure. Anything else to say about that? No, no, that's it. All Just right. really enjoyed it. Cool. Uh, well, my number nine, and I don't know, I, I it's like these are going to be, there's definitely going to be some crossover, but where they're going to land on each other's list is a very different, usually we're a lot closer, I feel like in some ways. I think um, we will get closer soon. Yeah. Number nine, a film called Ford v. Ferrari. Mm. Um, this one kind of hit me out of nowhere. I, I'm not a huge, you know, car building race guy. I don't, I don't watch a lot of car shows. I don't go to... Bear Jackson, which is, you know, the big car um, event they have out here and just yeah. about to start up. My dad and I go, like, we used to go every year. Yeah. Some <laughs> some folks are into that. They love that world. And that's never been big for me. But I think where this one hit me and definitely stood on was just the story of overcoming um, humans, human nature, mm-hmm. and walls that, you know, have been put in place. And then any film that does a good job and as well can relate it into real world, mm-hmm. tie it into the real world. Uh, is probably always going to at least interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mix that with the great acting. You know, Christian Bale did a fantastic job with this film and Matt Damon for what he was in. Um, you mix those two elements together. Uh, great cinematography, um, well shot, well put together. And it just, it was a really good, enjoyable uh, experience for me. And I think what kept this film in a lot of ways from going higher on the list was sort of the way they ended it felt mm-hmm. a little tacked on even though it was part yeah, we of the talked story about that, yeah. yeah but it felt just like hey we got to give matt damon a moment to like earn his academy award nomination <laughs> uh it felt a little tacked on um that kind of kept it from getting all the way out there but 
overall, everything up until like the the last little bit of the film mm-hmm. was just an incredible experience for me in the cinema, and I really enjoyed it. And it was one that you know when it was out, everybody was like, "Hey, should I go see anything?" I was like, "Yeah, go see Four V Ferrari." Even yeah. if even if you're not a car person, there's probably going to be something in there for you that you that you really like. Yeah, totally. Yep. That's Number great. nine. Good call. Good call. Um, number eight. Mm. Let's dive into that. Number eight for me is going to be, I don't think this will be on your list, but I, I might be uh, corrected here shortly. Okay. So um, number eight for me is Knives Out. Okay. Um, I really like this movie. It was just so, it was quirky um, and weird and I couldn't figure out what was happening. It, there was a situation kind of like in Avengers Endgame where you're like, well, that just happened. So what's the rest of the movie about? <laughs> you know, I I felt that way about uh, this film as well. There's something happens. You're like, huh? Okay. Well, that's not what I thought was going to happen. So what's, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like what? And yeah. then it played out way differently in, in, than what I was thinking it was going to be. Um, I enjoyed all the characters. I, um, all the actors, you could tell they were having a blast doing this movie. Mm. Um, all the misdirects and different things and twists and turns and all that. I don't know. That that to me, again, was something fun that I did not expect to happen and I enjoyed watching the heck out of that thing. Mm, nice. Um, and um, they're talking about a sequel. I don't know what they would do, but I think it's they're going to follow Daniel Craig's character. I think okay. that was something they were talking about. Okay. Um, and uh, I'd be totally interested in seeing that because I like seeing him kind of step out of that James Bond wheelhouse a little bit and do yeah, some, do more some other stuff. Yeah, do more Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how good that was. <laughs> it was brilliant, Joel, Thank 150%. You. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> like my lashes off, my lashes off yeah. the tomb. Um, anyways, so Knives Out was my number eight. Awesome. Well, uh, I imagine this one is going to be as well a bit of a shocker for, for you, <laughs> maybe, well, for most everybody. Uh, probably my next two, in fact. Uh, my number eight, uh, a film called Apollo 11. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. saw that one. I, you know, I'm a space junkie in so many ways when I was space. a kid. I still have my NASA t-shirt. I used to... Yeah. Uh, love the idea of one day going into space and being an astronaut. That was kind of like a dream of mine. So I think in that sense, just deep down, there's like a way that it connects with me where it like connects into my childhood and, yeah. you know, oh, flashbacks, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> space just came. going into this, I, I had interest there, but the way they were put, the way they were able to put together uh, the story and using footage that has never been seen before. And I'm sure they did a ton of work to like update it and upgrade it. Um, it was just one of those things where you watch it and you just get a f- sense of because I wasn't really alive back when they did this, when mm-hmm. they shot Apollo 11 into space and they landed on the moon. When I, that happened before, I still felt like I was almost in a way living that and being there for it. Mm-hmm. And I think if a film can do that, especially a documentary film, that's such an amazing thing. And that this film absolutely did do that. You know, there's just the way they put it together. Uh, it was very simple, but it's like, you really feel like you're on the ride on the journey. And it doesn't of, feel like a documentary. No, it no. kind of, it, it's weird. It kind of goes above, it is a documentary, Yeah. but it goes above that. And it feels almost more of just like a story right. that you're on the ride for. And you're, you're joining these characters and you don't get really in depth into the, but it's more of like the story of human triumph once again, which is something that's a, a term that can really yeah. resonate with me. No, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've seen that as well before, and I, that I did wasn't sure if it like falls in line with it being a documentary type of 
thing, but I mean, it's like it's such a story that it, I don't know, but it, yeah. I definitely felt like it was a documentary type yeah. uh, film. It was a film that was a documentary. That's yeah. how it felt to me, <laughs> more than being a documentary film. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, diving into my number seven. Um, I think this might be on your list, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Might make an appearance. Really, really like this one. I liked it better than the first one. Yeah. And I think that there's uh, a higher level of um, rewatchability to this one. Mm. The, the... And also, I thought the first first one, just in comparison, um, is anticlimactic as far as the what you would call the quote unquote boss fight. Yeah. Um, I think that this one reaches a new level of action that the first one didn't hit. Yeah. Um, the stakes were raised and even ends on a cliffhanger where you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, wow. Um, and, and I think this movie would be really sad if Sony and Marvel didn't actually fix their ar- ar- arrangements to get Spider-Man back in that. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm aware, they have. They did fix it, yes. two more, right? Yep. Yeah. And um, so anyways, really, really happy about it. Had a lot of fun. It's really funny. Jake Gyllenhaal is brilliant in this movie. I really enjoyed him in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really different like slants on what we've come to know in the past. Uh, and like some the way they tied in like Jake Gyllenhaal's character to the past and and seeing some different things with that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. A lot of fun. I'm excited to see what happens down the road. But mm-hmm. Spider-Man: Far From Home. Boom. <laughs> cool. Well, my number eight. Uh. Actually, wait. Yeah. Are we on eight? Seven. We seven. I'm seven. Seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. My brain is burnt. Uh, I think it's because I'm so just like, I can't believe this one is actually where it's out on my list, but it is. Uh, it's a film called Disney Nature Penguins. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a film uh, did by Disney. Did we talk Disney. about this movie? I don't think we did. Um, I'm sure there's probably people out there that have the exact same, like, what? But I'm not going to apologize. You know, what? this is my <laughs> top 10 list. Uh, I'm still like, what? Films. This yeah. is a movie? Why Disney didn't I know Nature about this? Disney Nature Penguins. Yeah. A film is actually the uh, narrator is Ed Helms. Is this on Disney Plus? I believe it. Uh, they have a lot of their Disney nature films on there. I don't know yeah, if their Penguins penguin. one is on there. Uh, but a little penguin. Okay. Um, he happy is, feet. It's not Happy Feet. You know, it's <laughs> it's a simple kind of dance. charming little romp into the world of penguins uh, told almost as if um, you're hearing the inner monologue of one of the penguins. And I love penguins. That's yeah. kind of one okay. of my things. Right. You know, my girlfriend for my birthday took me to go play with the penguins yeah. at the the, the local uh, aquarium here. I love penguins. And again, they, this is my list. Hey, guys. So I get Danny to tell what I, say what I want on my list. Uh, no Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. um, I just enjoyed it. It was simple. It was fun. It was engaging. I left just like a sense of happiness kind oh, of good. in my in my jellies. This, and this wasn't happy feet, but it gave you happy yeah, feet. Yeah, it okay. gave me happy feet. Okay. And it was such a like an odd little out of nowhere kind of film. <laughs> and somebody might see it and think it's more of a kid's film. And it obviously is not trying to appeal to adults, but Hey, I liked it. I thought it was yeah. great. I enjoyed watching the penguin adventures and experience. And you get to almost feel like a penguin in some fun kind of well, way. Just so, brilliant. Yeah. Way to throw something out of like nowhere. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. These next two, I was like, my last film, like, okay. these next two are going to be out of nowhere. But uh, hey, you know, if you want a simple little fun film to sit down and watch, yeah. and get kind of a, I, I laughed at this a lot more than I would have expected. Okay. The jokes, you know, hit, they hit well. And, well, you, you have know? a comedian telling it too. Yeah. I think that helps. So but that's, that's yeah. great. So I really liked it. Yeah. Go, wow. go ahead and watch it if you want. It's called 
Disney nature penguins. Disney One nature, word, Disney penguins. nature, colon penguins. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's not like a well-known <laughs> film. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this another one. This next one for me, uh, number six on the list okay. is the Peanut Butter Falcon. Hey. Um, I will say uh, I did see this after you, and we never got a chance to talk about it. But we I did think nope. um, this this film, it's it's just a good movie. I don't yeah. know. It's it's simple, feel good, uh, emotionally satisfying for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. You know, even with some of the weird stuff he does, not, you know, you know, barring his just life, his yeah. personal life. I mean, he does some weird movies too, yeah. but, um, this movie was just really, it was just good. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching the chemistry between him, all the leads, uh, even Dakota Johnson, which I, I'm not as big of a fan of, yeah. but, um, I think she did well in this. And I think this is the right type of material to maybe alter her in the, trajectory of the different types of films that she's doing yeah um but yeah just really enjoyed it and i feel good movie and that's kind of what i like i'm an optimistic optimistic person <laughs> and like to see that kind of stuff so yeah yeah are you ready for my number six yes absolutely okay. this one will as well be well maybe divisive just in his placement okay <laughs> probably very different than yours all right uh, it's a little tiny film called avengers endgame hey yeah uh, again people remember why is it so low on your list um i really enjoyed avengers endgame i thought it was a great film i watched it three times in cinemas uh i got the full experience and loved so many aspects of you know the conclusion to this epic building of you know the infinity yeah. war saga and characters and the ending of who they're going to be in the franchise and all these aspects of it honestly and i don't feel like i need to go too far into details of you know why i didn't necessarily put higher but uh it just the story i had a much harder time with the story than Mm -hmm. i did with the first one sure uh, part one of this saga um specifically with these these back-to-back films Mm -hmm. it just there were so many questions and like what and how and where and why that i just couldn't engage with it as much but yeah. i still really enjoyed the film i mean yeah. it's on my top 10 uh it's gonna go down in history is probably one of the most you know amazing cinematic experiences i've ever had yeah to have gone through like this decade of films and see yeah. these characters um and there was actually some moments where i teared up yeah you know what i mean and in, in seeing these characters on screen probably for the last time it was really know? great so I really did enjoy it. I really thought it was a good film. Uh, definitely worthy of my top 10. Uh, just maybe not my top, top one. But sure. I will also say this. My next couple, like these next couple ones to the end are so close. Yeah. They're like one uh, points of difference, like less than a point, some sure. of them. And it's I would say my top hard. four are yeah. in that same vein. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there, there you go, Matt. That's, That's awesome. Six, yeah. That is awesome. Well, let's break it down into the top five now. Ooh, okay. My list. number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and it was released in theaters, just in case you're curious, is El Camino. Hey. Because Breaking Bad was is was and is probably my favorite show mm-hmm. um, ever. And I, I will just because of the sheer consistency and the brilliance of the writing of it. This was this took me back and it wasn't it wasn't subpar, it was actually really good. Mm. And whenever somebody creates a movie of a TV show after the fact, they're usually not that good. Yeah. But this was actually really, really good. Yeah. And makes me miss, uh, makes me miss the series, makes me miss uh, the characters, it makes me miss um, Vince Gilligan mm-hmm. and how he writes and directs things. And um, I, I, 
I want to see more of this. And they said a Breaking Bad movie as if they were teeing it up to maybe have other ones in the future. I would love to see something. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be the same characters. Obviously, they can, they can get to a point where they could run things into the ground. But I thought this was a really, really good explanation um, and answered some questions that maybe you didn't feel like you need answering. But at the same time, it, it may not have been a what we would call a quote unquote needed film, mm-hmm. but it was a welcome welcome addition in my opinion and i really yeah. really enjoyed it awesome yeah yeah my number five believe it or not el camino are you serious yeah we matched what? up finally <laughs> there we go uh i so many things what you're saying just yeah. i agree with actually what you're saying this felt like a really 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 well done fan film yeah i mean it was written and directed by the same guy that did the original so it's not really a fan film right but it was like a film for fans mm-hmm. and you really definitely need to have seen the breaking bad series yeah. in order to engage with this film in a much yeah. deeper way um but it was so cool it was it was a small film mm-hmm. in the sense that it you know it had a small cast it looked like it was a simple production budget but it was so big in that it it blew up the world that Jesse and right. Walt had been in and it mm-hmm. showed the impacts because in the in the show you get inklings of how, you know, the world that they're a part of is being impacted. Mm-hmm. But this film actually kind of put that in perspective. You know, when you see the motorcade of I'm guessing like drug or you know, FBI or CIA or whoever yeah. <laughs> flying down the road to to yeah. find Jesse, you're like, wow, they are nationally known and, the and news recognized new broadcast. Yeah. yeah. And you get to see the characters again. Yeah. And it was so touching to kind of like get a sense of like, well, where is because out of everybody in this story, you're kind of wondering, well, yeah. like, well, Jesse, like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. You know, where is that gonna go? So I thought that was really cool. And it does leave it open. I mean, there's definitely side characters that you could see, you know, even uh, with Jonathan Banks' character, Mike, mm-hmm. you could give like a short little film for him of like yeah. what was going on during the events of Breaking Bad because right. he's only such a small part of that and so many other things. Um, but yeah, yeah so I good. just it was really nice to dip our toes back into the Breaking Bad world, especially as a similar for me, favorite show of all time. Yeah. So there you go. So good. <laughs> well, here, here we're going to get into the top four here. And this is what I was saying a second ago. Um, this is where all of these movies kind of run together a little bit for me, and it's hard to differentiate the order that that should be placed, so they're very, very close. Yeah. But I'm going to start with number four being Yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Um, so this movie was a surprise to me. Um, really fun. Um, loved all the music, all the remixes. I, I am disappointed in the soundtrack yeah. because the soundtrack is bits of the songs and not whole songs, which yeah. is kind of sad. Anyways, <laughs> but um, this movie was fun. The music was awesome. It was actually really, really funny. I laughed way more than I felt like I should have. Yep. Um, my only drawback for the whole film it was Kate McKinnon's character, mm-hmm. but other than that, everything I loved. I loved the the struggle that he found in, um, uh, um, like what to do with these songs and how he should like take credit for it and like that whole struggle. I thought was really really interesting. I really really liked it. I like the uh, I like the love story, even though it could have used a little development up front. Uh, I think more, but other than that, it was. It was great, and I, I want to watch it again. It was one of my favorites of the year. Just I smiled. It was yeah. a smiley movie, and I really enjoyed it <laughs> the whole a time. happy film. Yes, it yeah. was great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my number four, uh, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Hey! Yeah, this one ranked a little higher for me yeah. than Enver- Avengers Endgame. Um, I had a lot of issues with 
the first iteration of Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I remember. Um, I think he's a fine Spider-Man. It's yeah. not his portrayal. It was more of just the structure of the film. It being almost like, to me, what I felt like was like an Iron Man Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, more about his suit and the tech and the way that he could do these things. Yeah. Whereas most of the time, Spider-Man films are supposed to be this struggle between him wanting to be who he is yeah. and also having this superhero secret identity that he has to, to deal with. And this film felt like a step more into that yeah. direction by far. You know, they cut out a ton of the whole like you know what gadget and gizmo his suit can do yeah um and it was much more heartfelt it was dealing with the emotional kind of pit that we found ourselves in yeah. after the events of endgame and it resonated so strongly but then additionally it was a good complex villain i thought that the twists that were in the story were fun and engaging oh, totally. um the story and the characters i felt like the characters were much more enjoyable this one it felt like they kind of like they they felt like really like pointed in yeah. the last film, but this one they felt like the edges had kind of been smoothed off, so oh, they were sure. kind of like more like normal people. Whereas in the last film they were more like caricatures. Yeah, and I've always been a big Spider-Man fan. He's always been like one of my favorite characters, so it was kind of cool to see him like, hey, he's going to go out in the world and yeah. what it would be like here. And there was humor. There was a lot of fun, yeah. you know, with his like alternate ego that becomes famous in like yeah. the European area and <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it in Night a lot monkey. of ways. Yeah, Night Monkey. <laughs> uh, and I really liked it. It was one of those those films that like uh, left me thinking wow I'm excited to see even what you said you know with the way that it ended yeah where they could take this and why and the yeah. reintroduction of certain characters oh, that man. we know it's from crazy. from different parts of his of his world and the yeah. way they did that was really fun too yeah. so yeah let me really excited to see where they're gonna go with it um and that's yeah my yeah four. I'm excited as well I think it's cool. gonna be good future is bright for spider-man absolutely um <laughs> okay my number three is Jojo Rabbit. Hey. Um, this movie, here. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really know what it was about. I know it was a satire by Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. uh, World War II. Like, that's what I knew about it going yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, and I, I am, just as time continues, just becoming more and more of a fan of Taika Waititi, as we saw. And if you've seen the, the finale of uh, The Mandalorian, Oh my wow. Like and you can see his fingerprints all over it. His humor, his like just conversational just like nonchalantness about you know whatever whatever some characters are talking about just like you like why is this important and then it just yeah. pays off in yeah. some weird way. Yeah. Um he he's just he's just got such an eye for some of this stuff and this movie it has a really deep message and it's it's about um it's really about someone conf- uh, confronting themselves and why they quote unquote hate. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a really, really clever way to approach it. And it's very sensitive subject matter, especially you're talking about where you have Taika playing Hitler in a really like non-serious way. Yeah. And um, it's sensitive matter, but I felt like it was handled in a way that I respect the story he was telling and I... And I, I thought he, the way he told it was, was, was a great balance of not, you know, being overly indulgent in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also very, very funny. I was cracking up almost every time he showed up as Hitler mm-hmm. on it in some way, shape, or form because it would just be like out of nowhere, something really ridiculous was being said, and just the way he talked was really funny. And JoJo's interaction, I love the character, the the. Actually, the two kids in the movie I thought were brilliant, but um, I I thought just altogether it was hilarious. I I 
and it also got really, really heavy towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I love that beat in the movie. I will say that that diminished any other laughs they were going for after the fact because I couldn't get over that. Yeah. But I thought it was a really uh, strong way to have that emotional beat in there. Um, they didn't. I didn't. I, I think they could have. I think he could have decided to really. Um, stay on it and and kind of relish that moment that sad moment longer and let it affect different things and they could have really stayed on that but i think they moved away from it quick enough to where it didn't get too overhanded um and i just i just really enjoyed it uh only problem with the movie was was i just i i couldn't laugh at anything else after the heavy stuff happened yeah <laughs> but that was like super late into the movie and i'm and it didn't really ruin it for me so i, I really really liked this movie and was very very surprised by it yes awesome. <laughs> cool <laughs> well and that's why i've laid back on talking about it so. yeah yeah uh <laughs> i will go ahead go into my third then uh it's a film you talked about the peanut butter falcon hey i really enjoyed this one it was another one that kind of came out of nowhere i was hearing good things about it um and decided to kind of give it a shot and it really was pleasantly surprised by it it the best way that i can almost explain to people because people ask what is it about and it's like it's a coming of age tale but it's almost like if napoleon dynamite were to be mixed with like a serious drama right it's kind of like <laughs> this tongue-in-cheek adventure but also has real resonating seriousness mm-hmm. and i think like you said the casting on this was like pitch perfect yeah. they nailed the casting with it and it never felt like especially with the telling the story of zach who's this um, young man with Down syndrome, how that could have been played for laughs or for like, you know, right. cheap, you know, drama or something. They never did that. Right. And it's like, that's the story is that they shouldn't treat this guy a certain way just yeah. because of it. But also they did that with the film. And yeah. I thought that was really effective and well done. And I think um, Dakota Johnson was probably in her best yeah. role with this film. It It felt like it fit and it felt like, I don't know, as much as how uncomfortable these guys probably were throughout the course of this journey at mm-hmm. times, you know, sleeping outdoors yeah. and, you know, probably covered in dirt and bugs <laughs> and all this stuff. You're kind of like, man, it would be fun to like go on an adventure like that yeah. and to kind of just do that. And I thought the ending was silly and fun in all the right ways. And it kind of went in this direction where you're like, oh, is this going to get really dark? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, no, no, yeah. it's still it's nice. <laughs> right. So uh, it was really good. It was a very awesome film, and I left the theater feeling like that was a fun ride, and I really got something out of it. It's like, this is what cinema should be more about. Yeah. You know, not just, well, let's get another cheap, like, alternate version of this that we've seen 15 times. Or like what I've seen with A24's horror movies. Let's just make everybody feel terrible. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway, so yeah, that's my number three. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, My number two Mm -hmm. is Ford v. Ferrari. So... This one kind of, I was thinking about what you were saying when you were talking about it earlier in your list. Uh, I'm the opposite. My dad is an absolute car guy. He met Carol Shelby. He knew Carol oh, cool. Shelby, met him several times, bought stuff from him, hung out with him and all this stuff. And we went to Barrett Jackson all the time. Yeah. So it's totally opposite. And seeing this, I I was transfixed. And um, for GT40 has always been one of my favorite cars, but this is like, it put it a little bit more... In fact, my only issue with the movie is I wanted to see the actual development of it before they yeah, got their hands on didn't it. Didn't do too too much of that. No. So, yeah. um, but the uh, the movie was thrilling. Mm-hmm. Um, James Mangold he, he did. I don't know. I've seen a lot of racing movies, and if you see racing movies, it can just it can get boring. But the way they the way they filmed it, way he filmed it, 
the way they um, were cutting between cars and the the passing or between the pit and the driver and all those things just made it was perfect. The editing was really good, yeah. And I was highly impressed. And a lot of times it's like ah, like oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> you know, this is intense. Yeah. Um, and I this is my favorite um role that Christian Bale has mm-hmm. played. I love his character in this, um, Ken Miles, and uh, just the way that he's interacting with the cars and the way he's like kind of a family man as well and mm-hmm. this whole thing I was just like oh it just hit me emotionally <laughs> and I was just like oh this is so good and uh, just a thrilling great movie I, I don't like that tag at the end either yeah. but I, I I do see why they put it there I get it um, I see there's maybe a little bit of like you know this might be in for that Oscar thing for Matt Damon but <laughs> yeah. but that's not how I initially saw it I only thought about that after you mentioned something like, oh maybe yeah. okay but not a big deal for me. Um, really love this movie. Really, really great. Um, and um, I wish, I wish I could get like some sort of sequel that's not like weird. <laughs> How could they yeah, do that? I don't even. know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, I love the interaction between Matt Damon and Christian Bale in this, and really, really, I was yeah. blown away by yeah, this. Yeah, their one. relationship sells it. Yeah, I think it's so really good. The ship that it sailed on. Yeah, it was excellent. A lot of good ones too. So excellent. Cool. Well, my yeah. number two then, mm-hmm. uh, film you mentioned yesterday. Hey, yeah, I uh, love. I don't. This came out of nowhere. I think yeah. it actually came with um, a film from I, two years ago called Sing Street. I realized that I love this sort of film where it has music in it, but it's not is, a musical. But it's not a musical, right? Yes. I kind of really like those types yeah. of films a lot of times, especially when it's good music. Sing and, Street was really good. Yeah, and yesterday had the Beatles yeah. and the Beatles have some amazing songs. Yep. Uh, and I loved in a, in, in a lot of ways, the story that they were telling with this, it was fun. It was inventive. It took things in a very different direction. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like the whole time you're watching it, you're like, well, when is this going to, when are you going to wake up? When is this going to change? When is this? And they never do that. They yeah. never give you that moment of like, we're back and down. They just run with it. Yeah. And it feels good. It feels refreshing. It feels fun. Um, same with you. Like I laughed out loud a number of times. It feels honest and raw. Um, things go in some odd directions at times, especially with some of the relationships and the romantic relationship. It felt a little bit forced, um, to, to go the way they did with the relationships, but it felt like it made sense with the world and it made sense with the characters and really just an enjoyable experience. You know, you can sit down and watch it and beat your, you know, yeah. Tap your foot and nod your head yeah. to music, <laughs> kind of sing along. And I mean, even just the time where he's trying to sing one of these songs uh, for his family and they keep just getting interrupting interrupted. Him. I was laughing and so he's hard. Like, <laughs> you know, and he's freaking out because it's like, this is a famous song. And they think he's talking about himself. Right. I mean, you're laughing out loud and you're just, you're feeling what he's feeling right. in such a funny way. Um, and it was when I saw this twice, I'd watch it again. Yeah. Um, it was a cool premise. Yeah. You know, it's it's almost like I was as well would like to see a sequel. Yeah. I don't know how they would do it. I they don't could know do either. something else. But it's open for that. I mean, yeah. this, the world that he lives in is so different yeah. compared to what ours is. It's crazy. Um, that was one thing I would like to have seen even more is like how these things. I relate, also but... loved Ed Sheeran in that. Oh, yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Surprisingly good because <laughs> yeah. he felt like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He and I was like, like, oh, this like... is, it doesn't feel like he's trying too hard to act or anything. It yeah. felt like legit. Absolutely. So. There you go. Yesterday, number two. So good. All right, number one, Matt. My number one movie, and I will caveat this with, I think there's a lot of history that goes into this as well Mm -hmm. and why it's my number one, but it's Avengers Endgame. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think Marvel has done something truly spectacular. And I said something similar with Infinity War, but with with Endgame, they've they've really and I wish I wish Star Wars would have done a better job of taking cues from like the master plan and how to end something. Uh, because it didn't pull it off like uh, Avengers Endgame did. Yeah. Um, how you how you take ten years of film and you um, turn it into uh, this epic conclusion that pays off in like every way. Yeah. And has all of these characters and how all of them have their own special time to shine and how all of them like uh, uh, there's no um, loss of stakes um, because. Things actually happen. Things that are permanent and definite and things that you can't change actually happen in the movie. And I think they just did an incredible job. Uh, the Russo brothers, I, I don't I don't know what exactly they have planned in the future, but I'm on board for anything they do in the future. Yeah. Um, they have just some special way of collaborating with each other that is amazing. This movie has so much great action in it, so many heartfelt heavy moments. The way they even open the movie you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like I thought I was over all this, yeah. you know? And then they just bring you right back into it and it was some of the best um, acting I've seen in the MCU. Uh, some specifically from Evans and RDJ. Mm-hmm. Um, RDJ. It's like I'm his best friend. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think uh, a lot of other brilliant performances as well. Um, Scarlett Johansson, uh, even um, why am I blanking on Hawkeye's name? Um, anyways, I didn't I didn't care for uh, the whole like I'm smart Hulk thing as much, <laughs> although it did play to some laughs later in the film. Yeah. But I was missing my like rage at Hulk a little bit, and I think that's the only thing that I really had a, a drawback on. Uh, but other than that, this movie was just epic yeah. in every sense of the word, and I loved it. Mm. Well, very good, man. Yeah. Number one for you. Mm-hmm. Number one for me. Uh, one that wasn't even on your list, which I'm surprised, maybe not that surprised about. A film called Joker. Um. Oh snap! Yeah. Well, let me Joker? let me tell you why. I'll tell you why about Joker okay. after this. Yeah. I I came into this thinking I was going to be on board for an interesting experience, mm-hmm. not knowing what to expect. Joaquin Phoenix can be great. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, okay, but normally does a good job. I was just blown away, I think, by the story of this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough film. And I think maybe for some people, not putting it higher on the list, it's a difficult film to watch. It is a difficult rewatchability right. level. There is some sadness that is going to be yeah. ingrained in the story and you're not going to leave it feeling uplifted. But I think it's a film that takes a lot of risks. Yeah. And what I saw even going into like, hey, this is a resurgence. And I know I keep saying like, well, I'd like them to do new things. Even though we've seen characters from this universe, we know Batman and everything and the Joker. Seeing it portrayed in this way, uh, a down and dirty, realistic portrayal of a person with mental disabilities and how that can impact them and the the, the, the stakes that are there in a world where it doesn't really care about the mental disabilities, what that can do to a person in, in a way uh, warped them mm-hmm. was just so engaging and was so there was so many shocking moments in this film yeah. that were just like they were necessary to make the film what it was um, but left me with a strong impression and when I left this film it just felt like larger than life it mm-hmm. felt so real and honest but dark it felt like I want to see this Joker move forward mm-hmm. and see the universe that he's in in more ways and and I don't know there. 
throughout the year, I have a few cinematic experiences where I'm able to pretty much just like forget about everything else going on in my life and just focus entirely on the film and just like edge of your seat type thing. Right. And this was one of those films for me where I literally just the entire time was on the edge of my seat. Now, there, it's not a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I will say that out the get-go. There was like two or three too many dance breakdown moments <laughs> for me. Um, too many dance moves, yeah. Yeah, there were some elements of some of the other um, things that happened which were predictable, mm-hmm. and like I totally got where it was going to go with the story. But even in the way that those happened and were portrayed, like I got it, and yeah. I was there, and it, it kept moving forward. Um, and like I said, it, it made me just forget about sort of the world yeah. that was around me. So, um, and I will say this as well, I don't need to keep saying this, but all of these top probably six films for me were so close, yeah. you know, within like a point of each other almost as far as where they were at. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Hmm. Um, but, and I, I think I've come to this realization, revelation of sorts the last couple of weeks and I told you about it. And, yeah. um, Joker is, purely looking at it from a film standpoint, mm-hmm. I think is a masterpiece. Yeah. And um, I really, really, in fact, I mean, if I was just grading movies on on their masterpiece-ness of that, you know, I would <laughs> say Joker is absolutely would be on my list. Yeah. Um, but I've come to this revelation for me and and that's why there's not a lot of heavy movies on my list other than maybe some elements of like Jojo Rabbit um, and... Uh, Ford V. Ferrari a little bit, but this movie, Joker, I left feeling so depressed and so <laughs> dirty. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, that was so good. But like, I just feel terrible. And, <laughs> um, and it, it's not, and that's the point of it. They yeah. wanted you to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And 100%, it, they, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, they succeeded in that. Yep. Um, uh, but I, I just don't want to feel that way yeah. after I leave a movie, to be honest. And that's why I didn't put it on the list. I totally get that. That's yeah. why it's your top 10 and my top exactly. 10. It's completely different. And I don't see anywhere, I would say, anywhere near probably as many horror suspense right. films as you do. So my year is mostly just good, bad films, but because they're good or bad. That's why I like movies you know? like The Witch, Lighthouse, um, or uh, Midsummer, or Hereditary, all those like acclaimed mm-hmm. art house, like horror films. Yeah. <laughs> I will not rate them in my top ever because I feel so terrible and awful yeah. and dirty and grimy after yeah. watching those films. I haven't films. seen any of them. You know? So I've seen all of them. Yeah. And I felt all the same way after watching them. And yeah. so, well, I'm yeah. not faulting you. Yeah. I'm just, it's that's just an explanation for people listening. Like, why didn't you like to join? It's a master (laughs) guys. I'm not, I'm not debating. It's a masterpiece. It a hundred percent is. I just don't want to ever watch it again. Fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Sounds good. Anyways. So guys, that's our top 10 and some honorable mentions. I think our, uh, our, one of our next episodes, we're going to have our, uh, worst, worst of, this is one where I get really angry. You get really angry. And this is also the one where I struggle to find 10 that I really despise. I've got, I've got, Four dishonorable mentions and a full list, so we're good to go. I have a full list, and I couldn't find any dishonorable mentions because I was stretching for some of my uh, full geez. list. There we go. Because I kind of like they're like okay, but I didn't see enough terrible movies apparently. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, that's going to be our next uh, show. So stay uh, kind of in the loop for that. We'll have that released uh, hopefully within the next week or so. See, and. Um, but other than that, uh, that was our top 10. If you have anything else that you'd like to add to that or like comment on, or if you totally disagree with us or totally agree with us, email us. Hit us up on uh, social media or on our email account, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com or Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram at realreviewmedia. 
And uh, let us know about that. Let us know your thoughts, your opinions. If you had some different movies that maybe we missed. Again, we haven't seen all the movies. Nope. 1917 may very well make its way onto that list yep. once, once we get a chance to see it. But we haven't seen it yet. So uh, we can change the list later on. Um, but yeah, that's it. Joel, you got anything else? No, I'm good. Cool. Not, not excited, but excited to talk about our worst stuff. Awesome. <laughs> well, with that, it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>